Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder. It's wonderful to be with you all. Uh, thank you so much for jo- tuning in and uh, joining us, no matter how you're joining us uh, this evening. Uh, remember, you can always go over to our website, patchworkheartradio.org, uh, to learn more about our ministry and also get all the podcast versions of the show. Uh, but as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Anne DeSantis. Anne, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, and it's good to be back because we took a little bit of a break last week. We didn't have an episode of Sewing Hope, so I'm glad we're back again <laughs> for this series that we're doing on the Synod, the Worldwide Synod. And right now we're up to talking about missions, so I think this is going to be a pretty good podcast. Yeah, it's it's super exciting. I, I, are, are we doing participation? Is it participation or is it now mission? It's mission, right? Yes, because uh, we did yeah. we did communion, participation, and now we're up to mission, <laughs> mission the third. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I know it's hard to keep track, right? <laughs> but it's all good, right, Bill? Yeah, it is. It is all good, and you know, I mean, I I think the three are so intertwined. Uh, anyway, you mm-hmm. know, they all have so many different overlaps, and when you start talking about it, so it's exciting. Yeah. The, the mission to go out. Uh, I think we teased it last time a little bit, right? We talked uh, about that the mass is all about leaving. So, <laughs> yes, that's what we said. That mass is all about leaving, and also just to educate people who are just popping on to this podcast series. You know, before the very beginning, is that the worldwide synod was started by Pope Francis in October of 2021, and the whole idea is it's a walking together in order to grow all of us, not just the clergy, not just those who work in churches or who are really active in Catholic ministry, but for everyone, everyone who's a Catholic to participate in a commonality. And I'm just going to read something which is on the Synod VA website. And it says that synality denotes the particular style that qualifies the style and mission of the church expressing her nature as the people of God, journeying together and gathering in assembly, summoned by the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit to proclaim the gospel. Sonality ought to be expressed in the church's ordinary way of living and working. So I think that's an incredible thing for us to think about that each and every person can be a part of this. Don't you think so, Bill? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, each and every person can be a part of this, and uh, it's a it's a really good thing um, when we're able to understand one another uh, from a local perspective. I think that's one of the biggest things that, uh, you know, w- we like to focus on is that uh, this here requires us to tap into our local community and serve our local community it's not there there is a you know global mission of the church but it all it is all coming together from each person's local uh church we all come at it from our local church that builds up the global church if we didn't have our local communities we wouldn't have the the global church yeah that's right and they did something called the dmi the dmi is the 
Disciple Maker Index. It's a 75 question survey that went out to the entire Catholic community all over the world. And if I'm correct, at least over almost a half a million people actually filled out the survey. And the, the purpose of the survey is to learn. It's to learn what are the things that we're doing well and what are those things that we call opportunities. And I had the privilege of being part of a Zoom call with the Catholic Leadership Institute over the last couple months to learn about what that means and learn about how this survey can help our individual parishes. And so it begins there. It begins by asking those questions to find out where are we excelling and where do we really need some work? And then some of the churches, not all of them participated in group meetings where they invited people to come and talk about what are those ways that they think the church could improve. And I think it's just a beautiful thing that Pope Francis started this. Now, I want to read a little bit more about what it says on that website that I referred to, which is the Synod VA. It says that synality in this perspective is much more than the celebration of ecclesial meetings at, at the bishops' assemblies or a matter of simple internal administration within a church. It is the specific modus vivendi et operandi of the church, the people of God, which reveals and gives substance to her being as communion when all her members journey together, gathering in assembly, and take an active part in her evangelizing ministry. So I think that's also a wonderful thing that it's, it's very invitational, isn't it? And those three words that Bill and I decided that we wanted the theme of this podcast to be was communion, participation, and mission. And let me read one more thing, Bill, if I could. Yeah. It's that it, it says that mission, our mission is to witness to the love of God in the midst of the whole human family. This synodal process has a deeply missionary dimension to it. It is intended to enable the church to better witness to the gospel, especially with those who live on the spiritual social, economic, political, geographical, and existential peripheries of our world. And I think it's interesting they use the word peripheries because, you know, as Catholics, we need to care about that, don't we? We need to care about people who don't feel that they have the love and the support that they deserve. Oh, absolutely. You know, I wrote a whole book about that, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Love and care for the marginalized. And, and I think it's important for us to remember that... You know, it's not just about going to church on Sunday and feeling great about our lives or our families. It's about reaching beyond ourselves, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's about caring about those people who don't really have enough support and don't feel part of the mission of the church. No, and you know, the thing that I uh, saw in there, Anne, that was um, really, uh, that stuck out to me, I should say, as you were reading, was the fact that uh, it takes everybody. Right. It's not just the bishops. It's not just the priests. It takes everybody to do the mission of the church. And if you aren't engaging, right, if you aren't participating, like we talked about last time, then you cannot um, go out on mission. And that's the word we are focusing in on tonight is that mission. And what does that word mission mean? It means that you are called by Christ just like we heard in this past Sunday's gospel, right? We went to 
mass we heard the sending of the 72, right? It, it is this. It's bringing the gospel to all ends of the earth, just like Anne was talking about it from the quote. And, but, if, but if you aren't showing up, if you aren't participating, there's no way that you can take the mission of the church out in, onto the streets, into the farthest corners of the globe. You can't do it. It's impossible unless you're participating. So I think that that's really important to remember. And then you can once you participate as well, God also reveals into your heart your mission, right? Because here's the thing. Everybody has a different mission. Christ places on your heart a spirituality that is as unique as your fingerprint. And only you can fulfill your mission in life. Only you can. And only you truly know what your mission is. So it's revealed through living the practice of the faith. And it's revealed in your coming together um, communally every Sunday for Mass. It's revealed through your private prayer with, you know, whether, whether that be the rosary or, ho- you know, however you privately uh, pray with God, um, you know, through conversation with him, wh- whatever that is, it, he will reveal to you your mission. And then it's your job to carry that out on behalf of the whole church. And again, if you don't do it, if you don't do your mission, then what happens? The, the, the mission, the global mission of the church doesn't get fulfilled. So, I mean, I think that that is something that we really have to focus on when we look at um, this this uh, topic of mission because it takes our full and active participation in order for us to actually live out our mission um, you know of that you know that we are called to personally by God uh, on behalf of of the church I love how you brought up the fingerprint and we all know that the, our fingerprints are unique. There's no one in the world, in the history of the world, that has the exact same fingerprint as us. There will never be a repeatable person, right? There's never a repeatable soul. And so your mission is the same way, thing. I love the way that Bill expressed that. And sometimes I think when we're trying to evangelize other people, that we as devout Catholics and people who love our faith, we have to remember that too, don't we? We have to remember that when we evangelize other people, that their mission might not be the same as ours. And so the point of it is that we're leading people to love God, to love and serve. Not only God, but others. And so that's really what it means to devote yourself and to be involved in mission, is that when you look at yourself as an active member that cares about their faith, that wants to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, body, spirit, everything, that you can do that in the way that is comfortable for you, how you feel you want to express that, right? There's no kind of right way to do it. It's got to be your way, meaning, and I don't mean that uh, aside from church teaching, right? I'm saying within church teaching and within what is correct in our faith, but everybody has a different way of expressing that. And just like we say that in the church, there's no two priests that give a similar homily or that are exactly alike. It's the same with us as uh, Catholic individuals and families who are part of the mission that um, 
you know, no two will be the same. I want to read a, something else I just found. Now, this is on my own Archdiocese website that is under um, archphila.org, and it says towards a synodal church. It, it says that Pope Francis invites the entire church to reflect on a theme that is decisive for its life and mission. It is precisely this path of synality which God expects of the church of the third millennium. This journey, which follows in the wake of the church's renewal proposed by the Second Vatican Council, is both a gift and a task. By journeying together and reflecting together on the journey that has been made, the church will be able to learn through her experience which processes can help her to live communion, to achieve participation, and to open herself to mission. I think that is beautifully stated. And since this podcast is about mission, that last line says to open herself to mission. And I think what that means for all of us is that we have to be open to the spirit as to how God wants to use us to be open. Now, I think step one, I mean, on a personal note, I will say is that if you're listening to this podcast and you're not active in church, if you're not going to church, if you're not signed up at a parish, maybe that's a first step for you is to get back to pa to parish life. And if you haven't been to confession in a while, do that first and then get back to attending Sunday mass. Bill, what do you think? I think that's great. You know, I think it's a great step. I mean, I don't think you can discover your mission, which uh, only you know, but I don't think you can discover it. You know, of course, God knows your mission, but uh, the, I don't think you can discover it unless you're, you know, in that um, regular way, that regular um, rhythm of the church. You know, uh, when when we don't put effort and practice into something, I mean, this is where we talk about participation too, but when we don't put effort and practice into our faith life, right? Like when we don't do that, what ends up happening is we um, we we can't discern well our mission. And I mean, think about it, right? Like it, if you are a football player, right? If you're a football player and you are, you know, trying to play the game of football, but you don't show up at practice. I mean, this happened, um, maybe even a better uh, example would be uh, Allen Iverson, right? <laughs> right? And, and we all remember, maybe we you know, sports fans, especially in Philadelphia, remember his famous practice rant, you know, about not going to practice, but showing up for the game. And, you know, it, it's really hard to get better. Even when you're a star like Allen Iverson, it's really hard to get better, right, when you don't practice. And I don't need to say practice 23 and a half times in the, in the next three minutes for you to understand that. It's we need to put effort behind what we're doing. And so doing what the church asks of us by going to church every Sunday, uh, listening to the scripture, receiving the body and blood of Christ, and going to confession are two wonderful things that can, that can help reveal our mission in life. I mean, you know, and now if those are the only things you're doing to practice your faith, right? Like that's the bare minimum, right? Like that's the bare bones minimum that you can do, right? Go to confession, uh, you know, go to mass. So uh, if that's the bare bones, I think beginning to add something in after that. So maybe, as Ann said, you know, start there if you haven't been going. Uh, but then, but then reach out, you know, discover your passion too. I think that's one of the big things that I like to look at is passion, 
Uh, I, I tell a lot of college kids to follow their passions because the passions are what make us unique, right? Like you're passionate about a certain topic or you're passionate about uh, a certain area of, of ministry. Maybe God has gifted you with music. Maybe God has gifted you with the ability to sing. Maybe God has gifted you with the ability to, you know, reach out to the uh, the homeless and the marginalized and the broken. Maybe he has uh, encouraged you and, and shown you that you have a heart uh, for the poor and that you can give to the poor, that you can go on mission trips and serve. Like, I can't tell you, and you know, I and you know, Anne can't tell you either what your mission is. I, you know, I, I would love to be able to say, yeah, you know, uh, listener, you are called to do exactly this, and you know, I, I can't tell you that. Um, there's some there's some wonderful resources out there. Sherry Waddell has a wonderful book out. There's a lot of different uh, ways that you can, you know, uncover your mission. Um, if you know, as you go and throughout and practice the faith, right, um, you know, and and learn where you are in your discipleship journey with the Lord, all of that exists, right? All of that stuff exists out there um, to help you do that. And I think the church, even in the synodal process, is helping people reveal through the through their questionnaires, you know, and through these different uh, disciple maker indexes, hey, you know, here, here are some areas where we can, you know, focus on. Uh, here are some areas where we can grow. And here are some areas where you personally can probably grow from this, too. So... Um, yeah, I think I think you're you're right on, Anne. When you say you know start with those basics, and then and then go from there. Yes, so well said because you're right. I mean, I do believe that going to mass and and participating in the sacramental life, as Bill said, that could be the least that you can do. But beyond participating and beyond doing the necessary things. Um, is prayer and also mission, too. I say prayer because, you know, I don't think we can be on mission without really rooting ourselves in our prayer life. And that's our communication with God. That means the time that we spend to listen to Him and the time that we spend to talk to Him, too. It's not a bad thing to tell Him. I mean, He knows what's in your heart, but sometimes it's good for you to say it out loud or even inside your head uh, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and what you want to communicate to him. But you're right, that mission is a gift from God. It really is. I think when we look at it as such, it's not a ball and chain. It is not something, a drudgery. It is not something that we should not look forward to. Mm. It is something that should make us happy, smile, be grateful, because there's nothing better than serving other people. That's modeling after Jesus Christ. When we care about the welfare, we care about how someone else is doing, not just body, mind, and spirit, but also in their own relationship with God, too. And we care about their feelings, too. We can never discount that. You know, feelings in the Catholic Church are neutral. They're neither good nor bad. Um, but they're a part of humanity. They're a part of life. How do we feel? Do we feel sad? Do we feel broken? Do we feel elated? Do we feel um, a little bit down on this day? Um, when we recognize that when people don't feel right in their feelings, that they might be away from God. Because when we feel depressed or down or just not right in some way, uh, there's a danger of losing our faith. So in that way, I think we should care about the marginalized, 
how they feel, listen to them, care about them, uh, try to provide the spiritual and the corporal works of mercy for them when we're able to. But that's a good role model for us because Christ himself modeled those behaviors, didn't he, Bill? Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's how we get involved in the Catholic Church. You know, writing a check for something is a great thing, and I encourage people to do it. But even harder sometimes is spending time with people, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Well, is listening to someone for a long time and encouraging someone. So do both. You know, give give monetarily to your church and to missions and to Catholic nonprofits. You know, I mean, here we are, two nonprofits right here. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Patchwork Heart Ministry, St. Raymond and Otis Foundation, Fiat Ministry Network. You know, I mean, we'd all appreciate any kind of help there monetarily, if you could. Um, but... I'm inviting all of you and even myself to partake in something even greater than that. And that is loving others. You know, that's our mission in life. There's no greater mission than loving our brothers and our sisters and the people that God puts before us. So that's what it means to be a part of mission, I believe. Don't you, Bill? I mean, I think it means not only what you do in your church, but what you do every day of your life and how you live your life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the other thing, too, I think, um, which you kind of alluded to there, Anne, is the fact that uh, what we what we can do is um, live our lives in such a way that we, we know we're making an impact on the circles of influence that we have, right? Um, you know, oftentimes we, we set out, you know, on this, our minds on something man wouldn't it be amazing if i did something so great wouldn't it be amazing if i changed the world right for with god and i did all these amazing things you know we have to remember in order to change the world we'd have to take one step at a time in in the right direction and so god puts people in our circles of influence and i can't do anything outside of my circle of influence right like, there's no way that I can um, impact somebody that is outside of, you know, my, my immediate family, those, you know, people who tune into our podcast, those people who I come into contact with, you know, uh, in my local community, in my local church. I can't, you know, so... It's it's one of those things where, you know, you know, it may sound derogatory, but stay in your lane in a certain sense, because by staying in your lane and impacting those people in your circle of influence, what ends up happening is that impact ripples to their circle of influence. And then if they're doing their job, it impacts the 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 global church, it just that massive ripple effect, right? Like when you throw that rock in the pond, it's that ripple effect. But if we if we say oh man i'm not going to be able to you know do all of this i can't i can't possibly accomplish what god is calling me to do you know he's asking me to no one step at a time you take one bite of the apple at a time and what happens you end up changing the world through those small little steps so i encourage you um you know to find out what god is asking you to do in in your in your personal life, you know, um, 
deeply reflect on the mission that God is placing in your heart. What is it? You know, go out to a um, cup of coffee with a, with a friend. You know, talk to them about uh, this stuff, right? Um, begin to understand how and why you were put on this planet. You know, what is God calling you to do? Um, so that those are my thoughts. And I think, you know, again, um, and that as, as you begin to understand this, not only do you grow uh, by impacting the church, like not only do you grow and send forth um, great, you know, blessings, you know, through your holy apostolic work, but you also begin to transform yourself and get closer to God through living your mission, right? Like that's something that I, I feel really, um, you know, uh, close to. Like I know that if I live out and I do what I'm supposed to do, you know, and I live my mission for God, then what ends up happening is God then um, comes into my heart in a more full way. He reveals himself deep, deeply, deeper in a deeper way to me, and then I can understand my mission and turn and go impact more people and go impact and, you know, uh, you know throw more rocks into the pond so that I can have a, you know, a greater ripple effect you know, through him, you know, it, it, it's his grace. It's not me, right, uh, doing it through me. And I think that's where we all have to look at being a vessel for the Holy Spirit and being open to the Holy Spirit, as you were saying, you know, being open to the Holy Spirit to allow him to move you in a way that grows uh, the church and grows you in your relationship, your personal relationship with Christ. Uh, and, you know, ultimately when that mission is over, we should be walking right into heaven with him. That's the that's the uh, dream scenario, right? <laughs> oh, wow. I love how you express that. I think one of the things I'll definitely reflect on even later on is the idea of staying in our lane. And you think about when you're driving, you know, if you don't stay in your lane, what happens? You get, you get in a car accident, right? Eventually, you're going to hit somebody on the other side. So stay in your lane, you know, stay with your gifts and talents, stay with where God has you right now. That doesn't mean that if, you know, if you feel God is calling you out into something else that, yeah, go ahead and ponder that and maybe do it. But, you know, God works in the smaller ways of everyday life. Now, once in a while, you get that great big phone call that makes the hugest, hugest difference in your life or some, uh, some great big raise or something that you've been praying about. But a lot of times he works in those smaller ways of the everyday just virtue, small ways that you live out your faith through the goodness of him, through the goodness of following him, and through practicing those spiritual and corporal works of mercy. They really help us make us saints. Isn't that the goal? That's the goal of staying in our lane, isn't it? The goal of staying in our lane is that it helps us to eventually that lane leads right into heaven, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So uh, I think, Bill, this has been a wonderful podcast to reflect on mission. And I know we're not finished with this whole series yet because there's other things that we can talk yeah. about having to do with the Synod. Um, but I do encourage everybody that if you want to learn more about the Synod to go to synod.va 
And remember, this is not just uh, a once and done. This synod is not finished until next year. So we are continuing on this journey. Um, I would like to read this prayer that's on the synod website, and it's called Ad Sumus Sancte Spiritus. It said, it says, we stand before you, Holy Spirit, as we gather together in your name, with you alone to guide us, make yourself at home in our hearts. Teach us the way we must go and how we are to pursue it. We are weak and sinful. Do not let us promote disorder. Do not let ignorance lead us down the wrong path, nor partiality influence our actions. Let us find you in our unity. Let us find in you all that we do so that we may journey together to eternal life and not stray from the way of truth and what is right. All this we ask of you who are at work in every place and time in the communion of the Father and the Son forever and ever. Amen. Bill, thank you so much. Oh, and as always, thank you as well. And, you know, uh, we'll continue this series, uh, you know, next time, next podcast, we'll continue doing talking about the Senate and another aspect of it, because uh, there really is, as you said, so much to, um, you know, unpack. And so, yeah, you know, uh, come Holy Spirit. I think that's the other big thing. Come Holy Spirit, as, as you prayed, Anne. Uh, so we, uh, we hope that, uh, as always, you'll go over again to our website, patchworkheart.org. I want to remind you that uh, we will be at Catholic Marketing Network as well, so you can come over and check out the Patchwork Heart Ministry booth at Catholic, Catholic Marketing Network. And uh, stay tuned for more um, of our documentary, uh, Who Do You Say I Am? Uh, we're finishing up the filming here this week, so we're super excited about that. But until next Thanks time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sewing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2.